0: Kill the poise and the luggage. Tis expressly against the law of arms. Tis as errant a piece of knavery mark you now as can be offered in your conscience now, is it not?
1: Certain there's not a boy left alive, and the cowardly
0: rascals that ran from the battle have done the slaughter. Besides, they have burned and carried away all that was in the king's tent, wherefore the king most worthily hath caused every soldier to cut his prisoner's throat. Oh, tis a gallant king. Ay, he was born at Monmouth, Captain Gower. What call you the town's name where Alexander the Pig was born? Alexander the Great. Why, I pray you, it's not Pig Great. The big or the great or the mighty or the huge or the magnanimous are all one reckoning, save the phrases and little variations. I think Alexander the Great was born in Macedon. His father was called Philip of Macedon, as I take it. I think it is in Macedon where Alexander is born. I tell you, Captain, if you look in the maps of the world, I warrant you shall find, in the comparisons between Macedon and Monmouth, that the situations look you is both alike. There is a river in Macedon, and there is also moreover a river at Monmouth. It is called Y Monmouth? But it is out of my brains what is the name of the other river, but tis all one, tis alike as my fingers is to my fingers, and there is salmon's in both. If you mark Alexander's life well, Harry of Monmouth's life is come after it in different well, for there is figures in all things. Alexander, God knows, and you know, in his rages, and his furies, and his wraths, and his collars, and his moods, and his displeasures, and his indignations, and also being a little intoxicates in his brains, did in his ails and angers look you kill his best friend, Cletus. Our king is not like him in that. He never killed any of his friends. It is not well done, mark you now, to take the tales out of my mouth, ere it is made and finished. I speak but in the figures and comparisons of it. As Alexander killed his friend Cletus, being in his ales and his cups, so also Harry Monmouth, being in his right wits and his good judgments, turned away the fat knight with the great belly doublet. He was full of jests and gypes and knaveries and mocks. I have forgot his name. Sir John Falstaff. That is he, I'll tell you. There is good men born at Monmouth. Here comes his majesty.
2: I was not angry since I came to France until this instant. Take a trumpet, Harold, ride thou unto the horsemen on yon hill. If they will fight with us, bid them come down, or void the field, they do offend our sight. If they'll do neither, we will come to them, and make them scur away as swift as stones and force it from the old Assyrian slings. Besides, we'll cut the throats of those we have, and not a man of them that we shall take shall taste our mercy. Go and tell them so.
1: Here comes the herald of the French, my liege.
2: His eyes are humbler than they used to be. Oh, now, what means this, herald? Knowest thou not that I have fined these bones of mine for ransom? Comest thou again for ransom?
1: No, great king. I come to thee for charitable license, that we may wander o'er this bloody field to book our dead, and then to bury them, to sort our nobles from our common men. For many of our princes, woe the while, lie drowned and soaked in mercenary blood, so do our vulgar drench their peasant limbs in blood of princes, and the wounded steeds fret fetlock deep in gore, And with wild rage jerk out their armed heels At their dead masters, killing them twice. Oh, give us leave, great king, to view the field in safety And dispose of their dead bodies.
2: I tell thee truly, herald. I know not if the day be ours Or no, for yet a many of your horsemen peer And gallop o'er the field.
1: The day is yours.
2: Praise it be God. And not our strength for it. What is this castle called that stands hard by?
1: They call it Agincourt.
2: Then call we this the field of Agincourt, fought on the day of Crispin Crispianus.
0: Your grandfather of famous memory, and please your majesty, and your great uncle Edward, the Black Prince of Wales, as I have read in the Chronicles, fought a most brave battle here in France.
2: They did, Flewellyn.
0: Your Majesty says very true. If your Majesty's is remembered of it, the Welshmen did good service in a garden where leeks did grow, wearing leeks in their monmouth caps, which your Majesty know to this hour is an honourable badge of the service. And I do believe your Majesty takes no scorn to wear the leek upon St. Davies' day.
2: I wear it for a memorable honour, for I am Welsh, you know, good countryman.
0: All the water and why cannot wash your Majesty's Welsh blood out of your body, I can tell you that. God bless it and preserve it as long as it pleases his grace and his majesty too.
2: Thanks, my good countryman.
0: By Jeshu, I am your majesty's countryman. I care not who know it. I will confess it to all the world. I need not be ashamed of your majesty, praised to be God, so long as your majesty is an honest man.
2: God keep me so. Our heralds go with him. Bring me just notice of the numbers dead on both our parts. Call yonder fellow hither.
0: Soldier, you must come to the king.
2: Soldier, why wearest thou that glove in thy cap?
1: And it please, your majesty, tis the gauge of one that I should fight withal, if he be alive.
2: An Englishman?
1: Ah, and it please, your majesty, a rascal that swaggered with me last night, who, if alive, and ever dare to challenge this glove, I have sworn to take him a box of the year. Or if I can see my glove in his cap, which he swore, as he was a soldier, he would wear, if alive, I will strike it soundly.
2: What well, think you, Captain Flewellyn. Is it fit this soldier keep his oath?
0: He is a craven and a villain, else to please your majesty, in my conscience.
2: It may be his enemy is a of great sort, quite from the answer of his degree.
0: Though he be as good a gentleman as the devil is, as Luther and Bell himself, it is necessary, look your grace, that he keep his vow and his oath. If he be perjured, see you now. His reputation is as errant a villain and a jack-sauce as ever his black shoe trod upon God's ground,
1: and his earth in my conscience law.
2: Then keep thy word, sirrah, when thou meets the fellow.
1: So I will, my liege, as I live.
2: Who serf'st thou under?
1: Under Captain Gower, my liege. Gower
0: is a good captain, and is good knowledge and literature in the wars.
2: Call him hither to me, soldier.
1: I will, my liege.
2: Here, Fluellen, wear thou this favor for me, and stick it in thy cap. When son and myself were down together, I plucked this glove from his helm. If any man challenge this, he is a friend to Alençon, and an enemy to our person. If thou encounter any such, apprehend him." And thou dost love me?
0: Your grace does me as great honors as can be desired in the hearts of his subjects. I would fain see the man that has but two legs that shall find himself aggrieved as this glove. That is all, but I would fain see it once and please God of his grace that I might see.
2: knowst thou Gower?
0: He is my dear friend and please you.
2: Pray thee, go seek him and bring him to my tent.
0: I will fetch him
2: my lord of warwick and my brother gloucester follow fluellen closely at the heels the glove which i have given him for a favour may haply purchase him a box of the year it is the soldiers i by bargain should wear it myself follow good cousin warwick if that the soldier strike him as i judge by his blunt bearing he will keep his word some sudden mischief may arise of it for i do know fluellen valiant and touched with collar hot as gunpowder, and quickly will return any injury. Follow and see there be no harm between them. Go you with me, uncle of Exeter.